Welcome to Teachers at a Crossroads. It's here that you'll hear Teachers Inspiring Teachers. We tell our own stories about the courage it's taken to make decisions when you're standing at that crossroads and take those first steps forward. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Kathy and I'm going to be your host. Okay, so today I have with me Shireen. I was working in Malaysia when I bumped into Shireen and we worked together for a very short time, but it was a great pleasure. Shireen has a very interesting background, having started at the age of 19 in a refugee school and then that helped her make up her mind about going into teaching. And then she's just worked all over the world, mainly the Middle East and Asia. And she's going to chat to us today about some of the things she's done and just about her journey. So welcome, Shireen. Tell me, how did you get started in teaching? Yeah, I started off in the refugee school um, in in America. I was teaching students from the Pol Pot regime, survivors of the Pol Pot regime, and Afghanistan and Palestine. There were Jewish children from Russia, and just wherever there was unrest, we ha- I had those children. And I think um, it must be quite a challenge. You have to be a particular kind of teacher to work with young children who've been so severely displaced through war or whatever the unrest yes. is, and then have them turn up in your classroom. You've got to be a particular kind of teacher yes. to deal with that trauma. Well, I guess um you know it was I was only 19 years old. I I was from a middle class small town in Ohio. I had never experienced anything. And so often they were the ones teaching me because they taught me so much about the perseverance of of a human being to continue. They have seen the darkest part of what human people can human beings can do. And they they moved on and they learned to laugh and they studied and they moved on and they lived. Absolutely amazing and I'm sure you were very instrumental when they cast their minds back for example oh. in Thailand you know they, yes. when they do teachers day they go back to their very first teacher so yes. kids coming out of those awful situations into your classroom suddenly maybe have somebody who really cares about their yeah. future and they're actually going to shape their future exactly and i i chose that as a career after that i was hooked. i knew i wanted to be a teacher and uh, a few years back i went to uh, where the pull path happened to the killing fields you know, I don't know where my students are or anything, but it was almost like going full circle that this is wow. where my career began began and where they chose to live. Wow, so. that's incredible. That is incredible. I bet it was a yeah. really moving experience. Yes, of course it was. Of yeah. Course. yeah. Because yeah. all the stories came back to, you know, So you you taught in America for quite a while and then you somehow managed to shift from the US over to the Middle East. So tell us about the Middle East. Well, I've always been a part of the Middle East. I was always going backwards and forwards to Egypt or Jordan and these right. places. But um at first I went to came to Malaysia and I started working in the institutes. And then the institutes um the one of the people that hired me was a Yemeni. He was um he owned an institute here and he decided it would be a good idea but I'd already visited Yemen before for me to to go to Yemen and to work. And he knew that I would be fine. So he he knew that I would have any culture shock or anything because I'd already been there. And I stayed there for a few years, then I came back. 
Back to the U.S. Then, or back to Malaysia? No, I came back to Malaysia and I ended right. up going to Qatar and the other Gulf countries. And then uh-huh. later on, I went back to Yemen, but then the war started. Okay. So did you and teach you teaching kids during the war or were you teaching I, I would, During the war, I was teaching them. Yes. And we in didn't Yemen. have electric, we didn't have water. We could hear um, in the nearby city, we could hear, you know, shoot a uh, gun gun and ammunition going off and you know fight going on i I was there during the beginning there's no american embassy (laughs) but my professors a lot of them there were working without salaries and they continued to work all through the war even if they didn't have a salary to make some kind of normal normalcy yeah and now, of course, a lot of um, the students, well, a lot of young people from Yemen, I know from my own experience at Al-Bakari University, how many Yemenis we, we had and people yes. from the, some of the Gulf states coming into that university on United Nations scholarships yes. um, and um, how well they did and how determined. And I remember how, listening to some of their stories and thinking, oh, my gosh, that their stories are heartbreaking. So, and they're true um, because I saw them. I yeah, saw a lot exactly, of those stories. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So as you move forward, Shireen, you know, you, you've gone into universities, you've gone back to the Middle East. You're now still in Malaysia, I believe. You're a lady yes. of pleasure at the moment. But I went back to teaching. <laughs> I just thought, no, I'm not going to do this. But then I said, OK, there's a classroom that, you know, needs me. They're short of teachers and I kind of needed them, too. So. Okay, so you've been teaching. I, I know I noticed on your Facebook that you were in uh, Thailand just recently. You have some history of teaching and education in Thailand? No, I didn't teach in Thailand. I have um, friends that are teaching in Thailand. And um, uh, one of my previous principals is there. Uh, we work together in Turkey. Yes. You have traveled around. So what is it like yes. as a teacher and a female very much uh, in your in more recent years on your own? Um, you're moving from country to country. How does that how does that feel? Is that is that something you would recommend to other teachers? Sure, I would recommend it to anyone. Um, you know, the, take the chance, take the take the step, and travel. It'll change who you are forever. You you'll just it'll open the world for you. And it was you know there was always good and bad, but most of it was good. And um, I would recommend it to anyone to take the opportunity to, to you know, go wherever interests them and teach, at least for one year. And then, of course, that one year turns into 10 and 20. For me, it was 20 years. So now you're back in Malaysia and you yeah. came back, your daughter was still there. And now she's disappeared out of Malaysia back to the U.S. What are your plans now? Yes, I, uh, there's the crossroads. I'll be going, I was going to take another position someplace else. And my children, my daughter and my son didn't want me to. So I will be returning to the States in December. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll see what happens from there. Um, I haven't got the teaching out of my system, but maybe I can, because it's in Washington, D.C., maybe there's something out there for me in one of the refugee centers or working with refugees or uh, working with NGOs, going back to these places, taking them back to these places where uh, books and education and schools are needed. That's quite incredible. You start off in refugees in a refugee school. And you maybe will complete your career in yes. a refugee school. Yes, I'll do that or I'll go into the inner city schools. Those okay. are my 
That's so, my interest. So even as you approach retirement age, you are still looking for a challenge. You're still yeah, up yeah. for it. No, yes, because I, I get bored if I don't. You know, it's in your blood. You can't help yourself. Once, you're, once you start teaching, and it's something that we say, oh, we'll retire. But I don't know many teachers that really retire. Just <laughs> continue doing something. I mean, I'm talking to one now. Right. Yeah, this one. This one, I think I'll be 95 before I retire. There's exactly. always something to do. Yeah. too much energy, too much energy. And it will always be within an educational training field. Yes, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. It is. It gets into your blood. You're absolutely right. You're looking forward to Christmas back home? Looks like it, yes. Yeah. I haven't lived there for 20 years. Food oh. challenge for me. Yes, it's everything has changed quite a lot. So, so are we'll you see. saying goodbye to Malaysia? No, I will continue coming to Malaysia. I, Malaysia has been my home base for 20 years, so I can't oh. just pack up and leave my my yeah. roots here. So yeah. hopefully uh, I'll be spending part, you know, the winter months here and then going back in the summer. Yeah, I tell you, that that is something I envy. That was always my plan when I came back from Malaysia, from Malaysia to the Europe, to Europe, and I'm, I'm yes. in Spain. I missed Malaysia. It was almost like part of my heart got left behind. There is something about Malaysia that's very magical, and the people of Malaysia is just so so easy to um, get on with. Yes, Sarah was nine years. My daughter was nine years old when she came here. So oh, wow. this is oh. home to her. Yeah. So how is she feeling? How has she managed to settle into the U.S.? It's, I mean, it's a she got a position she couldn't turn down, right. but um, she couldn't even come back to pack because she knows if she comes back to pack, she wants to stay. Right. So, <laughs> <That> <laughs> so I understand. I'm going to pack, and because she says if I go back, you know, I won't be able to leave again. So, so you're doing her packing for us. So you're going to be going back with a lot of luggage. Yes. Careful yes. of those excess yes. pieces. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things going to, um, you know, to friends and the rest of it taking home. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So you're closing up your apartment there? Yes. For the time closing. being, but that's you, that will be where you come back to. Yes, I will come back. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fabulous. Shireen, yeah. thank you so much for sharing with us. And I love all the going abroad because we we have teachers who are talking to us who are thinking about stopping teaching and getting out of teaching. But I know so many teachers, most of the teachers I've met have been abroad overseas. Mm -hmm. And I think it is an opportunity, even if you're older sure. and children have left. I think your experience is quite amazing, especially as the considering the context in which you've been teaching, like Yemen during the war and places like that. Thank you so much for Thank sharing. Thank you. You've always been amazing, and I I enjoyed always talking to you. Um, and those teachers pass their uh, pass their number, my number to them. Okay, so the contacts and the people that I know there, you know the. Okay. Do you have an email address or something they could write? To yeah, I will send everything. We'll put that out there so people can contact you should they want to get in touch sure. a bit yeah. more about your experience. That's fabulous. And finally, if you haven't joined us already, please do. We are Teachers at a Crossroads. You can find us on Facebook groups, not page. I'm always calling it a page, but it's a group. 
and we'd love to see you there. It's a private group so you can share to your heart's content and we look forward to listening to you, sharing ideas and just just being together. Okay, teachers, ciao for now.